You're listening to the Ambassador's Voice Podcast. Yeah. God bless you and welcome to the Ambassador's Voice Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Michael Pedroso, and we are here to get another episode started this week and it's going to be another continuation of let this mind as we talked last week we talked about having the mind of christ and different behaviors that we may take on or different ways that we may act different things that we may do how we may respond to certain situations and really is this the way that christ would respond in a particular situation Is this the mind of Christ, how we respond or how we do things when it comes to our actions, our behavior as a Christian? We were in the book of Philippians and chapter two, and we read verse five, which just simply says, let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. We are here in beautiful Tampa, Florida, and it is storming outside, thundering, lightning, and everything while we are doing the podcast episode tonight. So you may hear a little thunder. You may hear some lightning. I don't know how God is working and what he's planning on doing during the podcast as far as the lightning is concerned, but we're going to keep going anyway in Jesus' name. Now this week, we're going to pick up and go back up a couple verses. Same chapter in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start at verse one, and it says this, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now, before we go into breaking this down and giving a better explanation of what the scripture has read, we're going to go over to the Amplified Version of this chapter or these verses and read it and it says as such therefore if there is any encouragement and comfort in christ as there certainly is in abundance if there is any consolation of love if there is any fellowship that we share in the spirit if there is any great depth of affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind having the same love toward one another knit together in spirit intent on one purpose and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional 
motives, or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. My Lord, now we're going to go back to the first verse and read this and break this down and talk about it. Because at the end of the day, what Paul is saying to us as believers, as Christians, men and women of God, if there is any encouragement in you or any comfort in Christ, there should certainly be an abundance in you. If there is any consolation of love, do you have any affection or any emotion of love in you? If there is any fellowship that we share in the spirit, do we share the same spirit? Are we of the same mind? Can we fellowship together by the spirit of God? If there is any great depth of affection and compassion, do you have it in you to have compassion to be affection to have affection towards your brothers and sisters and not only just your brothers and sisters in Christ because I know that the word of God says that we must be exceedingly kind to those of the household of faith but those that are not saved because those that are saved we don't have a need of a physician but those that are not saved they need Jesus and if we as believers are carrying on in our flesh. We're not living up to the standard that Christ has required us. How do we expect someone that is not saved to get saved? If we are walking in the spirit of God, as Paul said, he said to make my joy complete by being of the same mind. As believers in Christ, if I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, we shouldn't have separate minds and shouldn't be separated when it comes to thinking about the things of God. But we should be of the same mind. If God uses me to speak something, then it should agree with your spirit because we have the same spirit in Christ. We have the Holy Ghost. So just as we talked about, two can't walk together except they be agreed. So how can I walk with you as a brother in Christ as a sister in Christ, if we do not agree of the same mind, having the same love. Why does he say having the same love? Because God is love. And if we have Christ on the inside of us by his spirit, we should be walking in the same love. My love or my level of love shouldn't be any different because we have the Holy Ghost. When we have the Holy Ghost, it's the same spirit, whether if, if it's from myself, if it's my wife, no matter who it is in Christ, when you have the Holy Ghost, that is the spirit of God. We should be able to walk in God who is love by the spirit. And he says intent on one purpose. And that purpose is what he explained. And he broke down living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel. Think about that. Think about that because this brings up a question of, and it should bring up a question to us as believers. Has my life been reflecting the faith of Christ, my belief, 
I believe in Christ. So my faith in Christ. And is it spreading the gospel by my character, by the words that I speak, the things that I do? Is the gospel of Christ being shown forth in my life? The good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Is this what my life is reflecting? Or am I in a position that people don't want to deal with me because I got a bad attitude? Am I in a position that, yes, I say things about Christ, but somebody don't want to be around me because I'm carrying on in my flesh as much as they are? Well, the Bible says that the world love is on. So if you're carrying on in a worldly manner continuously all the time, don't you think that those that are of the world are going to gravitate more to you and not because you're preaching Christ Jesus to them, but because of how you are acting just like the world. And when I say acting just like the world, I mean you carrying on carnal conversations. You're having and entertaining carnal things rather than the spiritual things. One thing I know about Christ is when you begin to preach the word of God and when you begin, your life begins to line up and show forth the life of Christ in you, the hope of glory, then those that don't want Christ, they're not going to hang around you because they know then at that point, you are a true man of God. You are a true woman of God. And in order for me to be around them, I know I have to hear about Christ. So somebody that does not want Christ, that don't want to live for God, they're not going to want to hang around you. To be truth about it and truthful about it, sometimes you can't even get some real, some people that profess to be saved and say that they are Christians to hang around you when you're preaching about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because why? It convicts them of the wrong that they are doing and they are professing the name of Christ or they are saying that they live for Christ or they are Christians and what that really is is that they have his name on their lips but their heart is far from it and this is a place as believers in Christ that we have to get away from having Jesus name on our lips but our heart is far from him this tells us that if our heart is far from him that we'll be being deceived by our own heart. Remember, the scripture says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who could know it? God said he tries the reins of our heart. So if our heart is deceiving us into thinking that we're okay, that we're fine, that I'm all right where I'm at in Christ, then you keep thinking that. But Jesus said that he's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So we can't have the world in Christ too. This was the mind of Christ. Jesus Christ had a mind to do the will of his father. And we have to have that same mind likewise to do the will of our father. When you surrender to Christ, your life no longer belongs to you. Your life is no longer your own for you are bought with a price. So it's time in 2021 for us as believers in Christ to put aside this fake Christianity that we're living, this church hopping that we're doing, all of this stuff that we're doing that's not of God as professing Christians. And it's time for us to live for Christ according to the scriptures, not what man say, because God said in his word to let God be true and every man be a liar. 
So in his word, if we are living by it, if we are applying it to our life, if we are striving to enter in at the straight gate, this is what our life should reflect. The mind of Christ. Let that mind that's in Christ also be in you. It goes back to some years ago when they had this saying out there that says, what would Jesus do? Jesus said to us that whatsoever we do in word or in deed, and he's talking to us as believers, whatsoever we do in word or in deed, do it unto the Lord. We have to be careful as men of God when we are entertaining a lust spirit. We have to be careful as women of God when we enter, when they are entertaining a lust spirit, because don't just get it twisted and think that men are the only one that lust because women do it as well. Looking on another man and lusting after that brother, looking on a sister and lusting after that sister. We have to have this mind of Christ. And when we begin to think otherwise and when we begin to do otherwise, then are we really walking in the spirit of God? Because God, by his spirit, is not going to lead us to go and entertain the flesh. And when I mean and what I'm talking about entertaining the flesh, he says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives, through factional motives. Now, let me just give you an understanding of what factional motives is, because a faction is a group of persons forming a cohesive, usually contentious minority within a larger group. In so many words, these cliques that we have in church, I got my little group of girls that I hang with, sisters that I hang with, and I got my group of brothers that I hang out with in church. But our intentions or the things that we're dealing with sometimes can become contentious. This is a group of us that's trying to get together to cause some kind of a conflict with another brother or another sister in the church. We gather together and form groups. And it, and, and it may not be inside the church that we're talking about this brother or talking about this sister, but it could be that we're having secret meetings somewhere, getting together and not inviting that sister or that brother to this group or to the meeting that we're having and you're dogging that brother or that sister out in your meeting forming your groups your little cliques empty conceits through factional motives or strife heated and often violent conflict which is strife or quarrel or a disagreement with someone competition between rivals this is what strife is so we have to be careful as brothers and sisters in Christ. Having the mind of Christ keeps you from fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Walking in the spirit of God, being led by the spirit of God, because he said in his word that those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So when you're led by the spirit of God, you're walking in the mind of Christ because you're allowing God to lead you and direct you in a pathway of where you're going, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're reacting. But then he turned around and said, but with an attitude. Now, he's telling us not to get into these cliques and these little groups and treat people that way. But he's telling us to have an attitude of humility, not being arrogant nor self-righteous. 
So we cannot be arrogant. We can't be self-righteous in thinking that we're not doing anything wrong when all along we are wrong because we are in the flesh and thinking that we are in the spirit, thinking that we're doing right by God. Remember, there are so many examples, just as the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when they thought that they were doing the will of God by crucifying Jesus, we can get caught up in that same mindset, in that same attitude of thinking that we're doing right by God, by treating a brother or sister indifferent. Pride won't let you walk in humility. Pride will keep you in an arrogant place because basically that's what pride is, is walking in arrogance, thinking that you got it all together. So you walk with high-minded, heady, and you, you're acting like you don't do nothing wrong. That's how self-righteous people act. They are the ones who are right and you are wrong. But he's telling us to have regard for others more than yourself. When you have pride, pride will not let you think about somebody else. If somebody else has a need, if somebody else needs something, pride will not allow you to do that. But when you walk in humility, you can look on your brother or sister through the spirit of God and know without that brother or sister saying something to you and know that they have a need and God will speak to you for you to meet that brother or sister need and they will know that God sent you because they ain't said not one word to you. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. It's selfless, brothers and sisters. Christ was selfless, so much so that he came down from heaven, took on a fleshly body, came into a position that he didn't even have to. He took on the life of a servant when he could have come down in all of his glory to let the people know who he was. And he could have came down here as a king. But that would have caused people to respect him and caused people to honor him. But it showed a lot of people's character and who they were because of how they treated Jesus. And the same thing is going on right now in our world today. In 2021, we're being showed up the things and the ways that we're acting and the things that we're doing as Christians that are not of God is showing up because when you say that you love God, that you live for Christ and that you are a woman or a man of God, if you're not doing right, God going to expose it. He's going to give you an opportunity to get it right before he expose it. But if you don't want to get it right and you want to keep overlooking it and ignoring it, then he going to expose it. So we must walk and have the mind of Christ. We have to, as the word says in verse five, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. This is what we have to do as believers in Christ. Put on Christ. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Or as this verse says in the Amplified Version, have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility with that being said we're gonna leave you with that and we'll pick this up next week to continue a possible part three of 
let this mind. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name. I would like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your social media. To catch all of the latest from the Ambassador's Voice podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Ambassador's Voice, one word. Leave a comment or question at ambassadorsvoice549 at gmail.com or listen wherever you hear your podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Ambassador's Voice podcast. Be blessed.